guys. Welcome back to Our Free Bodies. Today's episode is going to be a lot shorter, I think, because I wanted to kind of celebrate a big milestone in my eating disorder recovery. It's been over six months since I started eating disorder recovery, and Honestly, I just wanted to give a couple of updates on how I'm feeling and how things have sort of progressed over the past six months. I feel like I made a ton of improvements and I kind of want to document this as kind of a virtual diary in the sense that you guys are kind of tagged along and can join me in this whole journey. Anyways, to give more updates that are unrelated to recovery, Halloween is coming up. Wait, today is... Okay, if you're listening to this the day the episode released, I'm recording it the the night before, which is a real true act of procrastination, but it's okay. Because at least I'm doing it, right? I mean, that... That really is all that matters. But yes, Halloween is coming up, October 31st. And I think I want to be Pitbull. (laughs) Mr. Worldwide. (laughs) And I don't know how it's going to work. I might just be the Asian American version. But I I I find it so funny. And it's not even my idea. Like I, my friend said that she might be Pipple, and I. Yes, I'm a copycat. I had to. It's such a good idea, but I think I need to work it out. And if I don't, then I'll be something else. I don't know. I'll let you guys know what I end up being. Anyways, other than that, I have college stuff to do which is why I didn't post an episode last week I'm pretty stuffed at the moment I actually finished all my drafts and I'm done with my common app I've been done with that for a while but I have a bunch of subs that I need to edit and refine because right now it's like it's really like a diamond in the rough I mean I don't even know if it's a diamond yet but it's like covered in a bunch of shit (laughs) so I don't really know where that's gonna go but it's okay because I'm not stressed and I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it because I feel like if I stress about it now I'm gonna it's just it's just not worth it and it's gonna make my mood and attitude terrible so I'm trying to calm myself and be as tranquil as possible. And it's working to an extent. I mean, I still get anxiety over, oh my God, am I going to get into college? Am I? But I think that I need to work on disassociating my worth with what college I'm going to attend because I feel like that's such a high school mindset to have. You know, I feel like all my friends or everyone around me is so hyper-focused on what college they're going to go to. And it's their right. I mean, like, totally understandable. 
but I've had a couple of professors reassure me and my guidance counselor reassure me that it's not a testament to my worth and that I'll be successful wherever I go as long as I believe in myself. So I guess if you want to take that cheesy sentiment to heart, then please do because I think it has helped me in this process realize who I am. Oh my god, I'm going kind of deep. But basically, if you guys are currently struggling with your identity (laughs) or if you are a high school senior like me and is focusing on applying to college, especially with early action coming up, the deadline, understand that your worth is not associated with the tangible assets that you have. It's more about your character, your personality, and the way you treat others and yourself. I don't know. I might just be rambling here, but but I think that's a good mindset to have. I'm trying to think of any other updates that I might have that are unrelated to my recovery process just to document it. But for now, I don't think so. Oh my god, one thing is that I'm taking a philosophy class. Well, it's kind of required. It is required at my school. And I got a 91 on my paper, which I didn't expect. And my professor, he grades so hard because I had him last year. And it was totally unexpected. So so I guess a pat on my back for that. But yeah, that was kind of random. I don't know. I felt I got that grade back today and I feel really good about it. But anyways... Let's get to my recovery process. There's kind of a lot to unpack here, but I'll start off with my support system. My support system, from 0 to 10, I rate it a 5. Honestly, I think it's more that I'm becoming content with being alone. In recovery, which doesn't sound great because sometimes you spiral into your eating disorder mindset and it can kind of veer you away from the recovery mindset, if that makes sense. So sometimes it's not okay to be stuck with your eating disorder mindset, and that tends to happen sometimes. But again, as I mentioned before, recovery with professionals requires a lot of money, and personally... That's just not the right fit. So I have been recovering by myself. And the support system has always also involved family and friends. In terms of family, I can still talk to my parents about how I'm doing. But I've always mentioned that they kind of exacerbated my eating disorder. As a young girl, I struggled with bulimia and binge eating disorder from age 11 to 16, I guess you can say now because, you know, relapses still happen, but because they were such a huge part of it, it's difficult to confront your family about certain feelings and sentiments because they were the ones that kind of conditioned you to believe 
those sentiments in the first place, if that makes sense. And then in terms of friendships, I've met some people online who have similar experiences to me and I think that is a really rewarding feeling but with personal friends and people that I can see in person there isn't really anyone who can relate to my situation in the best way possible or understand the way that I'm feeling so I've kind of neglected that aspect of my support system not saying that's healthy but I think sometimes Telling your friends about a very vulnerable part of your life is okay. And that's great if you do that. But it is hard to expect them to be there for you when they don't understand your situation. Or be there for you at least in the right way. I've noticed talking to my friends about this. They still make comments about food or body image. And that's... And that's because diet culture is present among really all of us, especially among young girls. Though for me, it is best at this moment to be content with the support system that I am given. And unfortunately, it's not the best, but I'm working with it, which is great. I wrote something down and I said that so I wrote something down and I wrote that I struggle with wanting to identify with being a girl with an eating disorder and this all ties back to telling my friends about my eating disorder because I yes my eating disorder my struggles with bulimia binge eating disorder and my work within this whole topic of discussion is an extension of my character but I I get scared that it will define me as like Chloe as who I am like oh yeah that's Chloe the girl with an eating disorder and I think that's one of the big struggles that I have with having this podcast is that oh my god she's constantly struggling but I feel like I shouldn't be embarrassed about that at all because Again, my eating disorder is an extension of my character. The values that I have learned in eating disorder recovery has been a huge part to my development as a human being. So there really isn't any reason I should be so embarrassed by it. And if people do talk about it in a negative way and say that, I don't know, invalidate my experiences in any way, that's on them and not on me, but that's the fear that I have to kind of get over. Besides that, we can talk about exercising next. I'm really proud of the way that I'm moving my body. Oh my god, sometimes I think of people that I know listening to this podcast, and I know there's people that I personally know who listen, but who don't struggle with eating disorder, and just listen because I'm the one that has this podcast and sometimes when I say phrases like move my body the way that I want to it makes it sound like what is I feel like they're behind the phone or wherever whatever device they're listening off and be like what is she talking about but basically I'll explain it and 
in eating disorder recovery, exercise is a very taboo part of recovery that needs to be worked on just as much as your eating disorder habits with eating. I used to exercise to burn calories, to look a certain way. And then some of you might be thinking, well, isn't that the point of exercise? And I say, no. Of course, people have fitness goals and your body may change as a result of exercise. But I think the most important thing to do when you are exercising is to move the way you want. And I know this may be different for people, especially those who are athletes. I get it. I am a figure skater. But one thing that I've been prioritizing a lot in recovery is making sure I'm moving in a way that makes me feel good. And this movement varies greatly. Sometimes I love going to the gym and I've recently been loving to go to the gym. I really do love the gym. Like resistance training has been very prevalent in my life recently or going on walks. I go on walks a lot. I'm talking like five to six miles a couple times a week just because there's a really, really nice trail nearby and it's beautiful and I love listening to music or podcast episodes during those walks and they're so therapeutic and they make me feel so good after and I think that that is the most important thing to do when it comes to everything exercise was a huge burden to my life I was oh my god I was training on the ice for like three hours a day and doing like three to four hours of off ice during the most rigorous times and I hated it. I love skating, but the intensity at which I was doing it was too much. And I even think elite athletes don't even need to train so much every day, but maybe they do. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for other people, but to me, my body was crashing and that is not the point of exercise. I think I should feel stronger and happier more relieved in a way because it's an escape from your day-to-day activities that don't include exercise so so I guess I feel a lot of gratitude for exercise at the moment I am proud of the way that my body can do things like after sometimes I run a lot and after running I don't know, five miles maybe. I'm really just proud of my body and what I can do. While before, I would slander it and ridicule it and say like, oh, why haven't you changed? Like you ran so much, you probably burned so many calories, yet you're still ugly and whatever. Just, I don't know. I just had such a negative belief system and terrible mental dialogue to the point where exercising was a burden, like I've said. Sorry, I'm rambling so much. I said this would be a short episode. I was actually thinking it would be like 10 minutes, but so far it's been like 30, but another positive 
is that I'm actually present in moments where I used to hate being present. Let me explain. For instance, dinner used to have only three-fourths of my family at the table. I was always eating by myself at a different time because I restricted myself of so much food. I cooked for myself and I ate alone for years. I mean, family dinners, attending them was very rare on my occasion and I was deprived of that right in a way because my family and I, we were scared that I would gain weight, which, oh my God, like saying it out loud sounds so bad. But yeah, I currently though, I'm actually present at dinners. I can eat with my family without feeling guilty. And the most beautiful thing is, is that in Chinese culture, food is really an act of love and almost a love language in a way. <laughs> and to deprive myself of that was to almost deprive a part of my culture. But being a part of it is so beautiful now. Trying new foods, foods that my mom used to make me when I was younger that I wouldn't, that I couldn't have in the past few years. It's really a privilege and I guess this is a whole gratitude episode in a way, but I'm just really grateful that I can attend family dinners. I can celebrate Halloween this year. I did not celebrate Halloween for the past, I don't know for how long, but a really long time because I wasn't allowed to have candy. I restricted myself of really any joy, but now I'm going to be Pitbull. So it's actually... An amazing turnaround and I think that all these memories and all these moments that I'm having right now makes recovery so worth it sometimes when I look at my past self and think oh my god I should develop her habits because she looked so skinny before I remind myself of all the things that I've gained throughout recovery happiness pleasure strength, memories, and I remember my why and why I'm recovering at this moment. And I know that was a lot of positives, but we can move on to a little. There are some negative habits as there is in recovery. It's not a linear process. Some eating disorder habits are still there. Sometimes I try to make myself eat at certain times or sometimes I'm mentally restricted with certain foods and I morally define them. I still get quite a bit of anxiety when I'm eating out with friends. But I've, I've been much, much better because I've been eating out like at least once a week. And it is a lot of money though. But it's really rewarding because a lot of memories and laughs have been made at those moments. Finally, I also feel like I still have a mental calculator. When it comes to seeing foods, like I know when I look at a banana, I know how many calories I'm consuming. I, And to be honest, I don't think it's something that will be erased from my mind because it's so ingrained. But I think I can find ways to react to it. And one of those ways is understanding that 
eating that banana or whatever, nothing's going to happen to me. I'm not going to explode. I'm not going to die unless I'm allergic to something, but I'm not. Except for like, I think dark chocolate. I like sneeze when I eat dark chocolate, but I think that's like another thing. But that mental calculator, unfortunately, it's there sometimes, but when you react to it in a way that's healthy and understanding, I think that's what can improve recovery significantly. And it really is scary because you feel like sometimes eating disorder habits like those I've just listed, will never really go away and they're really a part of your character. But I think what eating re- eating disorder recovery really emphasizes is how you can react to diet culture because really, I've mentioned before, you're swimming in diet culture and truly, you will never be able to isolate yourself from body image talk or negative food talk. It's the way that you respond to it that will feel liberating and make those thoughts that are negative and the self-negative go away. And speaking of body image, I'm quite body neutral these days. It's okay to have bad days, and I do. And I have good days, but I see my worth as more than my body. And I actually feel like my body is more like I don't know, just a vessel that carries out my experiences rather than a place of judgment and something I should fear. I take steps to improve my body image, like, I don't know, following more body neutral or recovery accounts on Instagram and looking at more diverse body figures because on Instagram and social media, you're so attached to I don't know, because on social media, I'm sure you guys know, like, you see almost the same type of girl, but following more diverse accounts in terms of body image and the way a woman should look, I think that truly puts things into perspective to how cool we are in terms of to all the different sizes and I don't know. I think it's good to switch up your environment and that has helped me significantly in my process. And finally, this isn't a ne- this isn't a negative, but it's something that I'm working towards. I'm trying to find the balance between intuition and wellness because I care deeply for my health and I want to be a neurosurgeon when I grow up. And that is what I want to major in in college. That could easily change. I'm 17. I don't have my life figured out. But I started to realize I use that as a way to look at my health in the long-term perspective. I want to be able to be healthy when I'm like 40 and 50. I want to run a marathon when I'm 40. Okay, that's a little ambitious. But you know what I mean. I My body is not going to be fueled and sustained by eating nothing and it's also not going to be fueled or sustained by eating foods that are not nutritiously dense or if I'm not getting my vitamins and minerals and my macronutrients in healthfully so that's another way to look at it is I want to be a doctor when I grow up a surgeon really 
And I need to be properly fueled and healthy for that. So I, that's a really good way to discipline myself in a very intuitive and healthy way. Oh yeah, speaking of marathon, I'm not even kidding. I want to run a marathon sometime in the future. Like it doesn't have to be within the next few years, maybe when I'm like 30 or something. But like I was watching. So one of my favorite accounts on Instagram is the Korean Vegan and she's incredible. She makes such amazing recipes that are vegan, hence the name. And she rent the Boston Marathon this past weekend. I forget what day it was. But I don't know, it's such a beautiful thing to accomplish that feat. I mean, a marathon. I think the most I've ever... I mean, I've ran seven miles at most. But to run 26.2? Oh my god. I think it'd take me like six to seven hours i'm not even kidding possibly like even when i'm trained i don't know but i think that's a very good long-term goal to have i'm quite adamant about it but anyways i'm i digress i think in general my fear of food is more in the background and i really enjoy eating and including different foods in my meals my no my hunger and fullness cues are there my body is functioning pretty normally. I have my period and it's monthly. I don't think I've talked about this before, but I do want to make an episode about the menstrual cycle and how that is affected when you deprive yourself of nutrients or you have irregular eating patterns. I lost my period for around two years, almost three. I think that's a really scary true signal of deteriorating health. Additionally, I feel pretty successful and really proud of myself. I feel a lot better in my body. And while I do still get triggered pretty easily by certain things, I know that I'm not likely to act on those thoughts. And I know that restriction or any disordered eating habit will set me back and I don't want that. I, there's no going back now. I feel proud and successful. And I thank you guys for really aiding me in this recovery in a way. You guys listening to my podcast, whether it's full of stutters or full of the word like or buts or I guess or you know, <laughs> there are certain phrases that I say a lot that I've noticed recently. You guys have tagged along for a while. There's not many of you guys. <laughs> but I get a good 20 listens around average on my episodes, which is really amazing. And it's been six months, guys. And I don't know. I'm really proud of myself. I keep saying that, but I really am. It's so worth it if anyone is contemplating whether they should recover or not. Or if you are in recovery, keep going because there is light at the end of the tunnel. And everything you're gaining, again, happiness, strength, memories, they're so worth it. 
So thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I lied when I said it was going to be a short episode, but it was really nice putting things into perspective and physically talking about my accomplishments. It's usually always stuck in my head since I do recover alone, but saying things out loud, it really gets me emotional (laughs) in a way. And again, just really proud. So thank you guys for listening. This is a really good document of what I've accomplished in the past few months. So thank you again. I'll see you guys next time. Oh my god, I'm going to have a great, amazing friend on my podcast next time. I mean, I shouldn't say it now, but I'm excited. So thank you guys. Bye.